Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jennifer Rizzio. I am the founder of Soul Language and the new uh, product called Soul to Business. And this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you could do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today I'm talking with Jamie White. And the topic, which I freaking love, everyone, is personal growth. Growth is not romance novels. Let me tell you a little bit about Jamie. She's passionate about aspiring business orders to believe in themselves and their dreams so that they can maximize their impact, build dream teams, and then they can trust and create legacy that inspires others. Jamie is an energetic, driven, no-nonsense, zone of genius strategist that helps visionaries work through uncertainties at each level of growth in life and business. After 20 plus years of entrepreneurial experience as the implementer in multiple businesses from startups to seven figures, she knows how important it is for visionaries to have clarity and believe it's safe to follow their dreams. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you very much. Wow, the bio, like listening to it, it's like, is that someone else? <laughs> I know. I, when people do my bio, I feel the same thing. I'm like, wow, that sounds pretty good. Um, yeah. But I always start with this question, which is, what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? Mm. So it's amazing to think about that. Even last week, I was reminded to, you know, check in. And the the thing that continually comes up is as much as I love business, it, what I've seen, and this may get personal, so I may end up getting emotional, um, is that our personal lives affect and impact our business. And so as much as I like to talk about profit and creating a sustainable business model, if it's not connected to who we are and really in alignment with who we're meant to be, I've seen where disease and our body just ends up saying, Hey, this isn't the right thing. And, you know, because we're not listening. And so, so the connection for me has been watching so many others and even for myself, uh, recognizing when my body's talking, am I listening and don't leave the life part out of business? Yeah. I love that. You know, I mean, it's personal and it's not right. Mm-hmm. You're in a relationship with your business. You're in a relationship with everything on this planet and relationships are internal and, and eternal. So what you put into the relationship is what you're going to re- be reflected back. Um, and I think so often people try to separate themselves from business or the flip side is that they've been told you're being too emotional. You're being mm-hmm. too personal, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. This is business. Let's, you know, this is business. And especially, which is my specialty in family business, there's emotion in family business. And I would just like to continue to create awareness that it's okay to have emotions because I was told it wasn't. And, um, we were doing amazing things, but occasionally everything hits the fan. (laughs) And so like, let's, let's be real and let's acknowledge that this is actually happening instead of saying that doesn't happen. Take that out. (laughs) 
And I remember, you know, the guy that said, this is just business was like, and I wish I would see him one time because I'd be like, really? Because you were the most personal and emotional person throughout the whole thing. You all made recommendations and took action based on fear. So that- Absolutely. Right. So that leads me into this. Yes. I was emotional in that I was crying. Right. But, and I said, you know, I'm crying right now. This is, this is close to, you know, this is sensitive to me or like there's emotion behind this, but I wasn't basing it out of fear. It was a reaction to the, to the situation, you know, or, or it was just an emotional situation, but I wasn't operating out of fear, but that's what I was being, you know, plagued with. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Okay. So our topic today is, you know, self-awareness. I'm going to rephrase self-awareness is not a romance novel. So <laughs> tell me what you kind of, what you mean by that? Cause I love it. And I want to know mm. what you, what, what, what is behind that statement for you? So there's a bit of a story and, um, it was, the question was asked, you know, what, are, what is everyone doing for personal growth? And I love this question. I've been asking people for years, you know, are you growing or dying and, um, receive tons of responses and just really that awareness of, um, the same question that we ask in business, like if we're not growing or dying or something like that it can be applied to our personal life. And so I've been studying this for years. And so when this question was asked, the response was, um, one of the responses was something like, um, oh yeah, I've been enjoying the Bridgerton novels or the Bridgerton series. <laughs> and I didn't know what it was. So I thought it was a new self-help book. So I Googled <laughs> it. <laughs> come to find out it wasn't <laughs> self-help. And so I just had that moment of like, there's, there's business, um, books, there's technology, like skills that we need to learn to advance professionally. And then there's uh, books that we could read for, you know, relaxation or to avoid reality, but I'm not sure that romance novels are going to give us that level of personal growth that um, I've seen transform and change, you know, my levels of awareness in my life. And it, it didn't come, it didn't come from that. <laughs> so I love that. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about self-growth and self-awareness. Where, mm-hmm. Like this, there's a different levels, right? It's like when we're first in the self-awareness kind of pool, Mm -hmm. right? We're always moving really big rocks, right? And like every win is a huge win because it has such big impact. And then we get to a certain level where we're kind of moving little tiny bits of pebble. And then we get to another level where we're moving little bits of sand. And that's the hardest one, everyone, because you know, we can't see what we can't see. And our, our comfort level is, is not, we're not hugely discomfort, right? We're kind of, we can get in a false sense of security. And so the pain points aren't so in our faces. Mm. What do you suggest in really tapping into that self-awareness at those different levels? Like how do we become more self-aware? How do we not fool ourselves? Oh man, I love this. And I love your analogy for it too. When I think about, you know, the first rocks that I started moving and one of them was when my coach said, what is your self-talk? And I was like, what are you referring to? Like, I think it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) There's something you're hearing that I'm not hearing. Yeah. And, 
and I'd been even to a conference where, um, they helped, you know, people recognize the, um, uh, rackets, I guess they called them that we'd been playing that we've been playing. And I had such a great racket, you know, I was like a goody, goody two shoes. It was like, I don't have a racket, you know? And then they call me out on having a racket. That's like not having rackets. And so just so many like big rocks of like self-awareness and um recognizing the the voices in my head and the um and the way I talk to myself you know just that felt like some of the biggest stuff and then also being able to transcend my parents you know thinking about the past and being able to forgive and not carry along some of that resentment and and, you know, it seems like at every level, there's like another level of forgiveness. Um, and, and they did their best, you know, nothing against what they were doing. It just wasn't always for me. And some of the things that I was taking on, you know, didn't realize that I was processing them and take, giving them meaning that didn't have meaning. And then, you know, as it, as we keep going deeper into the levels of, awareness and just, um, being able to come from a place of gratitude and then like feeling those fears and doubts creep in and then being able to be like, what is the belief? What, you know, getting curious, what is behind this, um, in terms of why am I not believing this is possible? You know, like one side of me has unwavering faith and then the other side, there's like this doubt monster. So, um, I don't know if that fully answers the question. But I like totally, to hear a little bit more about what you. It totally sand. does. It totally does. And I, then I have a question for you. It's like an add-on. Yeah. Like, how do those different rackets, you yeah. know, impact our business? Ooh, yeah. Right. So, right. Like, you know, I I think you know dreams are this kind of weird thing, right? Yeah. Because the word itself doesn't have some tangibility behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we have to believe that those ideas, those visions can be our reality. And if you're waiting permission from your parents, because that might be a hidden belief, then that is going to be even harder. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, there are personal dreams and there are dreams for your business. Right. And so if we, if you close your eyes, everyone, you can see the circles within the circles, within the circles, within the circles, and it becomes this giant maze where you got to find your way through. And I guess when you're identifying, you know, one of those beliefs that are in the way of keeping you, you know, from experiencing your dreams, what, Jamie, what is your suggestion of the kind of go-to what I call internal and external, uh, kind of tip to, oh, look, here's the doubt monster. What do I do from here? Mm. Yeah. So what's interesting too is, um, the different things that came up when I was, um, helping others and watching others versus, you know, being able to do it myself. And and like, unfortunately, one of my favorite lines is do as I do, don't do, or do as I say, don't do as I do, you know, like, because, um, sometimes doing the work for myself requires stopping. And I like to stay busy and just go, go, go. And so actually stopping and, um, and creating an awareness to the fact that that feeling or that thought is there. I've really 
been enjoying recently, the deep prayers. And I know you have a book of prayers, which I haven't read, but I love the concept because as I've been moving into um, being the person that I, I am created to be as um, just really coming from a place of gratefulness and thankfulness that it's already happened and, you know, thanking um, the Lord in prayer and just so whether it's in my relationship, in business, um, in my relationships with my kids, being able to come from that place of believing that it's already taken care of and that it's already happening is shifting my energy in a way where I'm showing up differently. And, um, you know, we did some energy work in the last few years in terms of releasing emotions and, um, being able to, uh, reprogram belief systems. And some of that work, you know, just creating an awareness to what the belief system was or the fear was, and then being able to say, okay, I want to reprogram that. And then doing that reprogramming through some energy work has been really helpful as well. Um, but for me recently, I've really enjoyed getting very clear in the prayer that I'm writing and then, and then recognizing that I, I can give this to God and I don't need to hold on to it, but I can just be. Yeah. That's a, that from where I'm sitting, everyone, that's affirmative prayer. And you can go on the site and soul language that you, that you ask, you could I, write a personal prayer for people. So it's like $20. It's like a steal. Um, so if that resonates with you, kind of fill one out. But I think, and I agree, right? That kind of, it's a declaration, right? It's a, here's what I know to be true. You're being in the consciousness of the solution. You're being in the energy of not the what if, but the energy mm-hmm. of it is, mm-hmm. right? Because it's all happening at once, everyone. And, and I think it's really important that especially like, and I love Bridgerton, by the way. But what I love about romance novels, right, it's like there's such an easy read. And, you know, you pick up one, it's like the other. You know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I would read all of them, oh, yeah. right? And they were the same formula. twenty in a weekend or right. something ridiculous. It's right. just like skim them. You know what they're going to say. Right. And it's like the same, like, oh, so this one guy's name is Chad, but in this one, this guy's name is Mike, but there's the same story in it, like, right? Yeah. Uh, so... You know, that's what I love. But yes, self-awareness can be light and fun uh, and it can be simple and it can be easy, but it's never an easy read. Meaning, you know, there's some mm. effort and you have to pay attention and you have to read between the lines. And sometimes you have to read a paragraph more than once, uh, maybe a sentence more than once before you go, oh, oh my God, that's what they mean. Mm-hmm. That's what I, like, that's what my soul is telling me. That's what the awareness and, and it takes dedication, right? One of the great things about romance novels is you could just lose yourself in them, right? Yet this is not right. self-awareness is not about losing yourself. It's about finding yourself. Um, yeah. How does somebody know when they're kind of stepping on their own dreams? Meaning how do they know when uh, they're, they're, they're actually, excuse my friend, shooting themselves in the foot when, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're trying to actually create their dreams. Ooh, well, I can share with you what is coming up for me when you ask that question. And um, so I worked in a family business and the owner was on a trip 
And I was, while he was gone, living part of my dream. And I was doing some of the things that I felt called to. And then when he was coming back, I actually had an actual dream. Okay. <laughs> if this is too crazy, hopefully you can cut it out before Eric, but <laughs> um, I actually had a dream that I was putting my kids to sleep with sleeping pills that would actually kill them. Oh. And I remember waking up thinking, am I a crazy mom? Like what is going on? And my husband thankfully happened to be a dream interpreter at the time. And he was like, is this, um, you know, and he asked some good questions and what the awareness was, is that when the owner was coming back, I felt that I needed to put my dreams and, and your babies, yeah. my babies, mm-hmm. my babies. And so they weren't safe, right? Because of someone else's beliefs. And so, um, recognizing that I was doing that though, right? I was allowing somebody else to say whether or not my dreams were okay. So when you ask, like, how are we sometimes <laughs> shooting ourselves in the foot? Um, you know, there were, there were things that I was, um, not wanting to acknowledge to be true and just kind of ignoring and hope it would eventually change. And I even heard, um, another person recently, you know, they were doing really well in their business. And so at first it was like, yeah, we're good. We don't need any help. Hmm. And then it was like, actually, when you dig a little deeper, you know, actually, Actually, there's this relationship issue that I have with the partnership and the family and, um, you know, he's not doing what he'll say, what he says he's going to do or anything like that. And we just, we continue to tolerate things that are actually impacting our ability to move forward. And so for myself, that was what I found is that I was putting my own dreams to sleep and I was, um, tolerating other people opinions <laughs> of whether or not, you know, my dreams made sense. Right. And, I, and that's that low hum of discontentment. And also I love thing that you're so consciously transparent and so consciously vulnerable. <laughs> so thank you. Because, this is the level you were wanting to go. <laughs> no, I love that because listen, like, you know, when we are vulnerable, we're actually really fully seen. Um, and that's about being vulnerable with people who are trustworthy. Right. No, right. Yes. Very true. Right. Yeah. But you're, you're actually seen and it allows people to really love you in a deeper way. It allows people to give you and it allows you to receive a lot more love. And I think mm-hmm. all of you, if you want to run hundred year movements, then you have to receive more than you give. I'm going to say that again because everyone's going to go, what? You have to receive more than you give because there's a lot of cogs in that wheel that you actually have to kind of support. So that takes a lot of receiving in so many different ways. And I think so often, you know, we want, we have this weird viewpoint of what the happy ending is back to romance novels, like, Mm -hmm. right. And the happiest ending in my life has not been an ending that I have thought it was. Right. Mm -hmm. So often we create these happy endings that aren't really what we want. We just think that we think that we think that we want them. Right. So my next question for you is what big question are you, have you been asking yourself lately? So the big question that we currently have in our family has to do with, um, (laughs) maybe, 
this is um putting it out there a little bit before it's been fully conscious mm-hmm. is um who's actually the breadwinner in our family and my husband always was and mm-hmm. so it's bringing up things um in terms of how do i want to be supported right and and how do i support him in a new way so big questions uh, and i love yeah. that right and and big questions usually have big answers and it's okay if they take a long time to get the full download right oh good right <laughs> yeah. right like the, the the amount of processing the amount of shift that that is for right. me because i came from seeing my mom be amazing in business but really supporting my dad and right. giving him all the glory and right. so I came from a Christian belief system and a belief system that I downloaded, whether or not where it came from doesn't matter, that I would support him. Right. So. so what is the one thing you want people to remember from our conversation? Oh, my that? goodness. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, hopefully it's safe to be safe to be vulnerable. <laughs> Just creating being. Being willing to listen to those whispers and recognizing what are they actually saying, you know, and really, um, having someone else help interpret some of that stuff is actually okay. Because, um, you know, if I would have just woke up from that first dream and thought like, oh my word, I'm crazy versus what does it actually mean? Love that. So how do people get more in touch with you? Like how do they get your goodness? Oh, thank you. Well, believecrew.com is the website that, hosts a couple of coaches and I am one of the coaches on there. And so my, but wait, you went in and out. Can you repeat? Oh, I apologize. Believecrew.com. Great. Okay. And the last question is if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Believe in yourself. Nice. Well, it's been amazing talking with you. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for such an amazing conscious conversation. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been beautiful. Yay. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answered by Soul. I'm Jennifer Rizzio. And if you like this podcast, review it, share it with friends. But remember, reach out to these amazing guests because you won't be sorry. Thank you and bye for now. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric.
Electricast.